Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am wonderful. I'm ready to grab my musical instruments and just go hog wild. A tuba ba bo A tuba ba I was really bad at oboe, by the way. Oh, I never. I cannot. This is the reason I played cello. No wind instrument for me. Robbie and his poor lungs. Big arms, though. Muscly. Uh, not really. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, hey, guys. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. We have someone to thank. Matthew. You mean the best people in the world? All right. The best people in the world. Nick Atoll? Nick Atoll? Nick, thank you very much. Thank you, Nick. This week's episode is Lisa's Sacks, episode 3G. O2 originally aired October 19th, 1997, written by Al Jean, directed by Dominic Polcino, finished 51st in the ratings, a Nielsen rating of 8.2, approximately 8 million viewing households, the second highest rated show on Fox that week following King of the Hill. Number two again, Matt. Well, you know, things go well. Mm, yeah, King of the Hill's still fresh. Uh, the chalkboard gag, I no longer want my MTV. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, this was coming out right about the time MTV stopped being interesting. Oh man, they don't, they, they don't even understand what happened. They don't get like this is 1997 MTV. They don't even they don't even have 2017 MTV. They don't get it. Oh man, they're, they're uh, the couch gag. Uh, the family is in a Homer Simpson Russian nesting doll, a Petrushka, I believe they're called. Right? Is that the right name? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. The, the Homer is popped off, and the family follows suit. It's it's nice. I like it. It's funny. It's a good gag. No, not a good gag. Oh, it's a fine gag. It's it's uh, at this point they've done so many amazing things. It's just par for the course. It's still worth highlighting when something's good, Matt. It's not a thing we do often enough these okay. days. These young whippersnappers they just take great things for granted. That's not true. There's plenty of people recognizing great <laughs> things all the time. Uh, on to this week's episode. Uh, it begins with Homer and Marge singing "Those Were the Days," which is a Archie Bunk Archie Bunker reference, All in the Family reference. Which I'm sure some people figured out way before I did. <laughs> I had no idea. Never watched All in the Family, Matt? I did not, actually. I watched The Reunion. All in the Family, 1999. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Uh, I mean, Homer's, I, I, it's, uh, I, it's, it does, I don't know. I, it's a little dated, but Archie Bunker as a kind of, I don't know, a, trying to think, uh, a paradigm of, or a, like a harbinger, a, a, Homer, he's he's Homer Simpson esque in a lot of ways. He's less likable than Homer, I think. That's why I don't really. Like well, the yeah, show he that. he was the Homer Simpson of the '60s or '70s, probably the early '70s, I think. Yes, and that, that's what people equated that as. But they 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 sing those were the days with new lyrics. I did not include this because I don't I I don't actually like the opening of this episode that much. No, no. I mean, it's it's a cute homage, but uh, their singing voice is kind of great on you. Well, it's not even. It's not. I don't. I don't really like the original. Those were the days. Was also not sung well. Like that's the point. Like they could yeah. make this sound good if they wanted to, but they didn't because the original was about it's just two people singing. It's not really. It's not supposed to be like professional singers or something. There's also then a narrator. Like it's a weird thing. Like the show. Like this episode segues into more of a typical flashback episode, which is this is the sixth flashback episode at this point which is crazy well the simpsons have always been a little crazy i i guess so it's just it feels like that's a big that's like sounds like a, a lot but when you look at it you're like oh yeah there have been that many huh and I, I don't know it follows that pattern in a lot of ways but it also i think is a feels like the first sign of 
we are flashing back to a time period when the show was on the air. That's the this is the first time they've done that, and I it's a little weird, and I think it's a it I, it this episode is a little I don't know I'll, I guess we'll get into it. Uh, they do, and like the thing that like they do like jokes like the critic at this point where we get like a WB network them making fun of the WB and the frog, <laughs> which is weird. Because the the WB well the WB network was still fairly new at that point. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It feels very much like punching down to me. It feels like, hey, remember the Simpsons? You were once like the lone good show, or not lone good show, uh, one of the very few good shows on a fledgling network. Like, why are you picking on an, another new one? Like, it's I don't think that that doesn't feel very sporting. Uh, the WB is all is long gone by this point. It's ten years dead. Which is crazy. To think. Well, it became the CW essentially. It's half the CW. Uh, but then we get the crusty clown story, booze, drugs, guns, lies, blackmail, and laughter. Okay, and laughter. Otherwise, not, otherwise it's not crusty. I guess that's true. Uh, and I don't know. This feels like a long sequence that is completely disconnected from the plot, and I don't. I don't. It, I it didn't do anything for me. I did not enjoy it very much. Uh, we eventually get to what becomes uh, the central plot of the story and about Lisa's saxophone. Uh, and Lisa Sax basically interrupts Homer's television watching and he asks Bart to make her stop. Lisa, knock off that bracket! But Dad, I'm supposed to practice an hour a day! I'll practice you! You'll practice me. What does that mean? Is it supposed to be some sort of threat? Bart, make her stop! Hmm... Look, Bart, I have to practice my saxophone, and you can't stop me. Oh, yeah? My dear Lisa, you are eight, and I am ten. And in my two extra years on this planet, I've learned a few tricks. Give me that sax! No! I said give me! I said no! Give me it! No! Give me! 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 That noise at the end there is Lisa's saxophone flying out the window. That's That's bad. Well, yeah, basically, Bart has decided to use violence for pretty much everything, because that's, that's all he knows at that point, and, uh, you know. Well, I, I, I just, like... Bad things happen. I would, like, it is a little bit of, like, Bart is kind of unlikable doing this, but it, I think it is it successfully introduces the, the ideas of what happens to him in the flashback, so I think I perfectly understand, like, why they chose to have him, like, accidentally get it destroyed, because it gets run over by a truck, and then, uh... Nelson dances on it, makes it, and then laughs at it, which is worse. It gets run over a couple of times, actually, and then it knocks over a clown. Knocks over a clown? Uh, yeah, that. Then the clown like runs into it with a tricycle and falls over. Oh, right. Another like weird thing in this episode. Uh, it's there it seems a, to be going for that. Yeah, it is. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's it's it feels like a little bit of like us acknowledging. It feels like the show acknowledging, like, "Hey, wink, wink, wink." We, we know, we know, this is another flashback episode, and we're kind of like, you know, we're treating it like a, like it's a little bit. It's it's a it's a weird thing because this is a uh, this is along the like there was a short stint of episodes produced that uh, by uh, Al Jean and Mike Mike Reese, and as they were busy doing other things, and they just did a short amount of episodes, this is one of them. Because this is right before they, we get into the Scully run of, ep, of, of episodes, as, as when Mike Scully is a showrunner. But, and usually their episodes are a little bit less, like, they're more like just like the heartfelt kind of things. There's plenty of goofy stuff in them, but this feels, 
very concentrated right at the beginning, and it, it feels a little off to me. I don't know what it is exactly. I can't really pinpoint it. Maybe it's just them, like, I don't know. To me, I think it comes off as, like, unconfident with their with the flashback hmm. story. I don't know. Well, it, it, it just smacks of a long, long setup to the flashback, because, uh, I mean, the flashbacks barely even start. Uh, do they even start before Act 2? Just I mean, barely. Just they, barely, yeah. It is a long setup to just start a flashback joke about how Lisa got her sacks. I mean, they were basically just throwing jokes, the, the whole Crusty the Clown thing, the WB thing. Uh, it just seems like it could have started with uh, Homer getting annoyed by Lisa and her sacks getting destroyed immediately and then tried to work in some more relevant jokes later on. But for some reason, they wanted to really get in those. Especially that those were the days thing. That, that seems odd. I mean, I don't mind that those were the days thing because that, I mean, it, it, I feel like that is, it's not bad as a intro into a kind of nostalgia, a look back at older times. It's just also while they're singing that with the new lyrics, all the old new lyrics are covered. Like they talked about Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben was in the 60s. And the, the flashback. <laughs> that was what it was like, man, he, even I have never even seen Gentle Ben anywhere else. And the, which we learn in this clip. The we we get the story of uh, of of why Lisa and how Lisa got her sex. Lisa, honey, if it'll make you feel better, I'll destroy something Bart loves. Hey, don't worry, son. If that bothers you, I'll destroy something Maggie loves. Dad, you don't understand. <laughs> the saxophone is like my oldest friend. I've had it for as long as I can remember. You don't remember how you got it? <gasps> no. Oh well, it all happened in 1990. Back then, the artist formerly known as Prince was currently known as Prince. Tracy Ullman was entertaining America with songs, sketches, and crudely drawn filler material. And Bart was eagerly awaiting his first day of school. So doesn't like those Tracy Ullman jabs. Yeah, well, he—I I mean, that's pretty. Com- that, that that doesn't seem to be. There's no backhanded compliments there. I think they—they are—they are poking full, fun fully at themselves, not Tracy Ullman. Um. It's set in 1990, which is basically when the first season aired. Yeah, and yeah, it's sliding time scale. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. Like, it, it, apparently, Franklin uh, Richard exists in the Simpsons world too. Oh God, we're gonna talk about time travel. Always nope, make nope. Time just travel. wanted to throw that joke out there okay. for the comics readers. We're uh, moving uh, on. Okay, but I mean, Homer graduates high school originally in 1974, so having Bart go. To kindergarten, basically in 1990, it is full on sliding timescale. Uh, the same kind of timescale that is often seen in comic books, because those are the only, like most shows, don't have to worry about it. Even animated shows, because they don't last long enough to have to worry about it. <laughs> like within five or six seasons, they've done everything they're going to do. Characters don't need to age because there's nothing that's happened. Long, there's not a lot long enough scale for them to have to worry about it. They don't have. They don't run 30 years. Uh, comic books, and then animation happened. Yeah, well, comic. Well, I mean, even what like Family Guy doesn't have characters that age. There's no. Well, the same as like animation happened, so that more shows could do what The Simpsons have done and, and go for you know scads of years with that, with the same characters. Well, most of them. I mean, South Park has aged their characters somewhat. You know, I believe they have gone from fourth grade to fifth grade in twenty years. That's a year. It's <laughs> more than The Simpsons <laughs> okay. have done. That's all I'm saying. It's more than the Simpsons uh, have done. Uh, but I don't know. It's a, it's a, a weird thing. And it's anytime they've done a flashback, like I couldn't pinpoint him. Like, because I always think about that 90s show and like how it tried to retcon everything to make the new 
Simpsons origin be in the nineties? And, you know, look, thinking about that and like, I don't think my, my, my problem with the episode is nothing to do with the fact that it is set in the nineties and tries to recontextualize everything. But it's just a little, it's a little weird. Not like you have to, I think you kind of have to like, have to just adjust your mind. Yep. Yep. Bart went to kindergarten in 1990. Yep. That's a hundred percent true. Yep. Just that, that, that works. Yep. We just have to move past it. It's just a thing that enters. I, I, it's a little thing that I, you have to acknowledge and you have to like, wait a minute. And especially us doing this and constantly talking <laughs> about every episode and when it aired and what the context is during the time, looking back at this in 1997 and going, Oh, right. They'd have to like, even it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And you, you can't try to make much sense out of it. Um, but we see Bart basically on his first day of school. He's actually, it's very cute. It's very cute, actually. Now, son, on your first day of school, I'd like to pass along the words of advice my father gave me. Homer, you're dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. If a strange man offers you a ride, I say take it. Lousy, traumatic childhood. <laughs> Ooh, there's the bus. Goodbye, sweetheart. School will be fun. Not a little happy, idealistic Bart. It's weird because we've never seen Bart be that happy and idealistic. Like, I feel like Homer's been dragging him down since day one. Like even even in the other flashbacks, two times before Bart was in kindergarten, Bart was already somewhat of a little hellion. Uh, but at, at this point, Bart, I guess, is is happy and ready for school. Sure. Well, I mean, do you think that's uh, you think that they're putting that on him just to make this episode better? Maybe a little bit. As if, well, okay, it's it's more believable in a firstborn than a younger sibling. Because uh, I feel like firstborns are always the one to tell their younger siblings, "Oh, you just wait till you get to school. Your life is going to hell." I, I can I can see it. It's not that much big of a stretch for me because it could be like, well, Bart. I think of your first day of school and having Bart is the type of kid that he's not like super introspective and thoughtful about everything that's going to happen. He's not, it feels like a very much like he's going to jump in and just see what happens. Lisa would be the one, like if we saw Lisa before her first day of school and she was super happy and excited, uh, like I could see her being like, well, I like, cause she's so smart and prescient about things. I would say that she would be excited about learning, but also maybe worried about other kids. And plus having dubious about your peers and plus having Bart tell her his horror stories probably would change things for her, too. But I mean, we saw we saw Patty and Selma doing the same thing to Marge as a thing called a fire drill mm -hmm. where they drill a flaming hole in your skull. (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. Uh, And Bart goes to school. He he's trying to be happy and nice. uh, But his teacher is uh, bad. He's he has a bad teacher. He is punished on his very first day. Now I'd like to introduce you to Lunch Lady Doris, who will serve you healthy, nutritious meals. Yeah, right. Miss Phipps, the school nurse, who will provide ointments and unguents. And Jimbo, the school bully, who will administer noogies and nipple twisters. I look forward to wailing on all of you. And bingo was his name, oh. Added extra clap. Not college material. Yes. Getting an extra clap in kindergarten means you're never going to college. Well, I mean, it's the beginning of what we see happen to Bart. He is, uh, we see groundskeeper Willie yell at him. Uh, at, he, he's kind of it like. It was supposed to be English. Yeah. <laughs> I almost captured it. Uh, it's just nonsense, though, so it doesn't really mean anything. But it's very much, I think everything we see about Bart here is very, it, it, 
makes us, it gives us a little bit more context about Bart's behavior in general and how maybe if teachers were more positive and nicer to him, maybe his, you know, his scope of his life would change. Maybe he wouldn't be the Bart we know. And I mean, I think it reflects, I mean, we see more later, but I think it reflects a little bit about how often we try and confine kids to a certain path in life so so early when they are barely alive like they barely (laughs) function and we're like most of them can't even read when they get to school and we're like trying to like already put them on a career path they're like five years old oh you're gonna be a doctor i'm like well they're five they don't know what they want you have no idea what they're going to be the other reason they're in school is to give their parents a break i'm 32 i don't know what i'm doing in life so they're like they don't (laughs) no six-year-old knows what they're doing uh, and I don't know, it's sad. It's a little, it's sad. It, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it, it, it puts a, like I said, a little bit of a different context on Bart's behavior overall. And honestly, it's, I think really, I think actually pretty subtle writing about, uh, for, for Bart, like he, his behavior in this is actually pretty nuanced. And I, I, I like that part a lot. I actually think it's my, my favorite part of the episode. I don't, I think the Lisa part is less interesting to me than to the Bart first day of school stuff. Well, that's because the Bart first day. Okay, the Bart first day of school stuff is most of this episode, despite it being called Lisa's Sacks. Lisa's in it for you know two minutes at the beginning and maybe four minutes at the end, and that that's about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I we cut back to the present day, uh, and Lisa's like, "Wait a minute, this is supposed to be about me, like we just mentioned, and all you're talking about is Bart." And Homer's like, oh, right. And then we go to commercial. Anyway, uh, when we come back, Homer is attempting to give beer to Maggie uh, for some reason or another. Uh, But uh, that's Homer for you. And Lisa, again, is perturbed that uh, the story keeps becoming about Bart. Uh, So, well, she goes to Marge, but Marge isn't much help either. Mom, can you tell me the story of how I got my saxophone and not have it turn into a story about Bart? Sure, honey. Bart had just completed his first day at school, and Bart Mom! Just... Hey, she's just giving the public what it wants. Bart, buy the barrelful. Sorry, Lisa, it's just how the story goes. Yep, Bart, buy the barrelful is what everybody wants. Although I'm, I'm sure some of our news group patrons would uh, uh, appreciate that as well. Bart's the best character in the show, didn't you know, Matt? No, of course, yes. He's the one everyone loves, and everyone just everyone else is around to affect Bart. I mean, Bart's pretty good. Anyway. I like Bart. Bart's pretty good. What's wrong with Bart? He's nothing wrong with Bart. Uh, he's, uh, I, he's better I, I'm, than. I'm, uh... I'm feeling some really anti-Bart sentiment from you, Matt. I don't like it. <laughs> well, this episode is is serves to humanize Bart for us. So obviously, that's what we're doing here. We're making we're feeling bad for Bart because it turns out Bart's teacher is awful. Bart attempts to recite the alphabet, misses a couple letters, and all of a sudden his teacher's like, "Oh, yep, you'll be getting a lot of Fs because you're stupid." Because uh, thankfully, I never had a teacher like this. Did you ever have a teacher like this? I don't remember most of my teachers. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't. There, I was a child. I don't. I don't remember. Well, I don't remember I, anything. I can I, remember most of their names and maybe a vague picture of them in my mind. That's all I can remember from all of elementary school. Every like, I talked to my mom. My mom's like, "Don't you remember that teacher from second grade? You know, this is she. Something happened, or she retired." I'm like, "I have no idea who you're talking about. I don't remember anything." Like, <laughs> like prior to middle school, I remember nothing. I remember a couple incredibly embarrassing 
spots and that's about it well yeah of of course all the of course the most painful things i remember but i don't remember my teachers i don't remember i remember like three of the kids i went to 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 elementary school with maybe like five of the kids i went to middle school with and i remember slightly more of high school but you know i maybe i want to blame it on concussions i got in playing football but i don't know if that's (laughs) i don't know if that would i don't think that's true i think i just went like i think my brain did the like the whole homer thing where it's just like i don't need that information anymore Fill it up with like trivia. Push yeah, out trivia. Push out memories <laughs> of your your middle school teachers. Fill it up with uh you know SMRT. That's very valuable in life. You need that more. <laughs> well, what have you remembered more, SMRT or things from elementary school? Exactly, SMRT. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. But no, this is. I mean, this is also this is incredibly sad. We're watching it happen in in slow motion. Like exactly why Bart is the way he is. And I don't. Yes. We're watching Bart goes from a happy kid to a downtrodden kid who decides, well, I'm just going to rebel against authority. And, and to be fair, fun. like earlier, I think in the prior flashbacks, young Bart, that was really like when all the kids are kind of hellions. Yes. So yeah, I, mean, I, the terrible twos are called that for a reason. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like, again, you don't really become a person until you hit elementary school at all. Like there's no kid's personality is. Oh, and even, even then, that's a little minimal. I. I would st- like when you when you hit the like seven eight nine. I think kids start like showing individuality and personality beyond. Hey, I'm a child. I want things. I'm wacky. I don't have feelings or or empathy for anything. It's kind of scary, but that's what kids are. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of Bart's drawings, yes, Bart has drawn his feelings, and Marge uh, is horribly taken aback because it's basically bart being hung and stabbed and under some some sad little rain clouds because wow that's i i think that leaves us no question as to how bart feels i really like that little drawing because there's the thing that i noticed of it is like it is pretty scary because bart is just being tortured but there is a little it did the same thing i did when i was a kid when i drew things that i couldn't draw i just went I labeled it, and there's like a bunch of little miscellaneous things on the ground. You have no idea what they are. And Bart just went blood with an arrow pointing at them. And I think like that's yeah. like that's perfect. That's really good drawing for that a kid. Is perfect five year old yeah, uh, examination. That's exactly how kids like. Oh, I don't know what I can't. I don't recognize my own thing as a thing, so I'm just gonna label it. Make sure you know. Yes, you want, I want you to know how bad this is for me. <laughs> because it's true. Uh, and of course, Marge is, is very upset by this. So she goes to Homer, uh, who is busy not at all understanding Twin Peaks because no one did. I, I mean, it took, it took 20 years of examination to even get the littlest things about Twin Peaks. Well, well that, now, now that Twin Peaks is on the on television again, this is just as accurate now as, as it was back then. <laughs> That's what happens when you watch a David Lynch show. And you're just like, hey, this is I like it. I don't know what's happening. This is crazy. Weird stuff. Yep, I have no idea what's going on here because it's apparently a guy dancing with a horse in the mist. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, sure, David Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But when Marge goes to show Homer the drawing, uh, he is disturbed. Homer, I want you to look at this drawing Bart did. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, oh, let's put Bart's beautiful drawing up on the fridge. Homer, stop. Would you please look at the drawing? Oh, all right. What? Ah, burn it! Send it to hell! I think we're going to have to get Bart some help. Get it away. So, yes, uh, that drawing has a profound effect on Homer. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty frightening. It, and I would, I like, if my kid showed me that, I'd be like, 
oh, that's okay. Let's go see. We're, we're going to go to the doctor uh, real we're quick. We're going to go. Let's have a nice trip to a person who will talk about to you and how about your feelings. Homer, however, decides that he's going to try and fix it himself by playing catch with Bart. Uh, unfortunately, Bart uh, does not want to play catch with Homer. Uh, and Homer says, oh, no, when a kid doesn't want to play catch with his old man, something's seriously wrong. Which he then also tells Grandpa to shove off when Grandpa wants to play catch. So, you know, maybe that only applies to little kids in Homer's world. So, yeah. Uh, so Homer and Marge take Bart to uh, Dr. Hibbert, who is masquerading as Dr. T. Or, sorry, Mr. T. Dr. Hibbert as Dr. Mr. T. Dr. T. Hey, hey we, well, he's Rabbi T at one point in the later seasons, if I recall. Anyway, uh, Dr. Hibbert tells him there's something physically wrong with Bart. Apparently, it's a deep-seated emotional trauma. Uh, so, lacking all other options, they go to see Dr. Pryor, uh, who we've seen a few times in the past. He doesn't come up a whole lot, but he is the school counselor or psychologist, depending on what episode you're watching. Uh, Dr. Pryor immediately uh, calls out Milhouse for being gay. Apparently, uh, he has several ten- extremely homosexual tendencies, uh, but uh, obviously he's looking at the wrong file because uh, Bart is not Milhouse. Uh, and Dr. Pryor's advice is, what's a nice way to put this, Robbie? We go terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it's not. I don't. It's bad. I think it's all bad. Like, I mean, that's. It, it, I think it typifies the Bart, and I think it typifies Bart Lisa's kind of relationship and their dynamic and how their dynamic on the show it talks about you know i mean the fact that dr Pryor is like he just needs to fit in he just needs to yeah be, be less of an individual and more of a faceless slug and to, well i mean to be fair bart doesn't follow that they don't follow that advice bart doesn't become Thank a faceless this. slug he, he is he just goes the different direction with it and i feel like he did the best he could with it it's and i think that it's a little it's also sad like all this is sad and i think at the same time that they this scene we see bart being given terrible advice lisa's immediately recognized as like genius level intellect and here it's all the things we should do for her and help her it i don't know it it i i think it is the thing that interests me the most is like this is like here this is why these kids are like the way they are it's not just hey bart is dumb and misbehaves and lisa is smart it's like it shines a light on just on kind of families in general and how often like dynamics between siblings can often be established by things super early on and things they don't have control over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, take your doctor. Pryor's not a, that's I'm like, industrialized school systems in a modern society. Do yeah, not work. Yeah. I mean, everything's broken and everything's on fire. Is that what we're, is that our kind of yeah okay. i mean we'll work through it i mean if if we work hard enough at it we can do better than that but uh i i have a feeling that most people americans especially they're not big fans of working hard no I I, mean, well i mean that's sometimes. not that's not true matt oh it's not no americans i mean if you hey i'm if you go by all the studies the us has people in american citizens work harder longer hours with less less breaks less time off than anyone else like any other industrialized first world nations. In- that's true, but that's only if you find work as uh, reading the internet on your computer at work. Just because you slack off and read Reddit doesn't mean <laughs> everyone does, Matt. All oh, right, please. I wish. I wish. You just. I, that, I don't work indoors. Thanks. A lot of a lot of people work hard. All right. I think most people work hard most of the time. It's it. We it have undue expectations Sorry, okay. on okay. an American workforce on any workforce. Let, let me put it this way: Americans work hard at work in their personal lives, not quite as much. Um, you're a little. I think you're a little too pessimistic, Matt. 
All right, all right. I invite people to prove me wrong. But how will they? Bart, what do you? Uh, how do you prove you wrong? How are they going to do that? I have no idea. That's why I asked people to prove me wrong. Uh, I have no idea how they would do so. Oh, okay, good. That's always great. You get people a goal, and you're going to have people show up at your front I door. I have a direction, and they go out and, and do my bidding. That's people, that's how you be a leader, right? Uh, uh, are we talking about like capital L leader from the Marvel comics? Or no, we... no, no. He's Although, co- interesting. He's coming mm-hmm. back. That's for the the Hulk. Really, leg- Hulk legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, during uh, Doctor Pryor's uh, advice to Bart about being more of a faceless slug, he figures out that Lisa is gifted because he watched her for more than three seconds. Obviously, Lisa's a genius and is always doing genius things. Uh, and after she proves to be more intelligent than Homer. He tells her that she may be gifted and that there are lots of things they should do in order to nurture her gift. And if they do, she could turn out to, you know, be a great success, which Homer interprets oddly. If you nurture her gift now, there's no telling what she can do. Wow. Just think of the possibilities. Lisa Simpson has won the Nobel Prize. Nah. Lisa Simpson has won the Nobel Prize for kickboxing. Yeah, so that that's Homer's idea. Like, oh, if you if you encourage Lisa, she could become a Nobel Prize winner in kickboxing, which doesn't exist. So she would have to be really good in order for them to introduce a new Nobel Prize. Just for and her, they did it for economics. She's, so why not kickboxing? She's so good at it. It's <laughs> transcendent. It changes the world. She's so good at kickboxing. Indeed, indeed. Uh, but at this point. Marge and Homer have the idea, hey, let's do something for Lisa. Let's go, you know, maybe get into her a, a, a nice preschool. Uh, but they learn very quickly that preschools, especially snooty ones, uh, come with a, quite the price tag. I can assure you our preschool is of the highest quality. Over 75% of our graduates go on to first grade. (laughs) Well, our little girl has a gift, and we're willing to do what it takes to help her. Very good. Once we receive your $6,000 tuition check, she's in. I'll give you 50 bucks. Uh, Our fee is non-negotiable. 75! Look, I knew private school would be expensive, but I was hoping we could get a scholarship of some sort. Sorry, I don't have anything to offer you unless you're a member of a minority group. Excelente! Muchas gracias, senorita. Sorry. Ah, so. So, yeah, Homer, sorry, you already gave away that you were white. Uh, And besides, white people have enough advantages without uh, scholarships. I like the little pie song. The pie song. These digits that make pie. 3.141592. Three, I don't know. It gets a little fuzzy after that. No, it's it's either two three or two seven. I don't know. I have to look up when we got married. <laughs> I mean, you were literally married on Pi Day, Matt. So I was I was expecting you to know Pi Day at nine twenty three or twenty seven. Why don't whichever you? It is. Why don't you know more? I thought I would need like you need. I thought you knew Pi to like hundred digits. No, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I memorize important things like Simpsons trivia. Not the <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Excuse Let's me. divide twenty two into seven, and Ex- we can you know. Excuse me. As many digits as we want. Hey, I'm just. I thought you were a fan. I thought you were a fan of pie. I, I you know, I just, I learned something. I'm a fan of pie the dessert, less so pie the number. Who's not a, a towel guy? Who's not a fan of pie the dessert? Crazy people. I, I mean, the versatility of pie. I, I think. Anyway, at this point, we commercial. So we get we we come back from commercial. Grandpa goes starts going on a rant. Falls asleep. Standing up. Uh, we learn in the past there was a tremendous heat wave. Very, uh, very hot. Homer has ruined multiple frozen vegetables by putting them under his butt. <laughs> uh, 
And there's a debate about, hey, we have this money. We should spend it on AC instead of Lisa. All these things cost money and we just don't have it. Unless... Unless what? Well, there's that $200 we've been saving for the new air conditioner. Oh, Marge, but we've needed a new air conditioner for years. And our stopgap solution is getting cranky. I cannot believe this. I'm trying to give our daughter a head start in life and you aren't helping a bit. Marge, name one successful person who ever lived without air conditioning. Balzac. No need for potty mouth just because you can't think of one. But Balzac is the name If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, how does the rest of that go? Please just promise you won't buy an air conditioner till we figured out a way to help Lisa. All right, all right. I promise. Must be another way to get an air conditioner. In that way is him trying to steal, well, not trying. He does steal Flanders <laughs> air conditioner. But in that, which this uh, is... I find it funny that they're using window units for their very large houses. I don't think they would do a whole lot. Well, I think that's just supposed to represent that these are old houses that didn't have AC at all. They were built. Oh. With, and I mean, theoretically, the, the Simpsons house could be somewhere where in an area that there were never even in close, like, I don't know. There's some places don't you don't have AC necessarily in houses. You just open, Terrifying you just thought. turn on fans, open windows. Oof. No, <laughs> Florida's. No, I don't. I, there's no way I could live in a house in Florida that doesn't have AC. It's crazy. Like my parents. Anywhere in the southeast. My parents. My parents' house didn't like. They have window units, and I mean their house is pretty big. It's just that they built when they more than one window unit or just one window unit. They have two window units. Okay, so yeah, I can see two window units for a house the size of The Simpsons. One upstairs, one downstairs. It wouldn't be super comfortable. It wouldn't be like they depict Homer as, you know, having icicles off of him. That would not happen with a window unit. It gets pretty chilly in my parents' house, so they turn it off all the way. They boost up the, I don't know. Those things are pretty, well, I mean, those those are now, like, window units, which are, like, mega, hey, 400 horsepower, like, you know. They're pretty, I mean, they're muffled because they're built pretty well. You mean well. the kind of my dreams? Yes, those. Only thing limiting the temperature of your house, Matt, is your unwillingness to pay more for your electricity. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It's, at least you're aware. Uh, but then we cut back to Bart. And this is, I, it's an interesting scene. And I, and the one that basically reflects basic, I mean, it's like a changing point. It is when Bart fully embraces being a class clown embraces the personality that we kind of understand as a Bart Simpson as a Dennis the Menace-esque of our of our generation uh, and it starts with him meeting Millhouse Hi. Hi I have soy milk the doctor says the real kind could kill me I wish I was interesting like you <laughs> You're funny I am? Yeah, then <laughs> the world needs a clown. Hmm. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> Bugger. <laughs> Man, that is killer material. Skinner is a nut. He has a rubber butt. Young man, I can assure you my posterior is nothing more than flesh, bone, and that metal plate I got in Nam. I want you to knock off that potty talk right now. The principal said potty. <laughs> <laughs> You listen to me, son. You've just started school, and the path you choose now may be the one you follow for the rest of your life. Now, what do you say? Eat my shorts. All right, I'll eat. Eat your shorts? Yeah, eat my shorts. Buttman! 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 What? 
Oh, he's the greatest showman since that kid who eats worms. My 15 minutes of fame are over. Don't. Uh, <laughs> worms. Don't eat worms, kids. Don't, Please yeah, don't eat worms. Oh, God, that's so gross. But Use I, those worms to catch fish, <laughs> grill the fish, and then eat that. <laughs> That's good lesson for a, uh, a kindergartner, Matt. Uh, yeah. I, I, this is my, I, this is I, my favorite scene of this episode, and it, I think it, in, in, it, it recontextualizes a lot of things about Bart, and I really like when a show manages to do that, especially one that's running as long as The Simpsons did, even at this point. It, you know, we see him meet Millhouse, and I, the model for Millhouse, the little kid Millhouse, is really cool. I really like it. it again, they re really do a great job whenever they're redesigning these characters for different ages. They always make them really interesting looking. And little tiny Millhouse with his big giant head and his soy milk, it's really good. Uh, and, and they're a little, and you kind of see the basis of the relationship. And even, and Bart's that that's really interesting to me is Bart going, "I wish I was interesting like you." to like Millhouse to him has an identity and it's a like maybe it's a weird identity like I need to drink soy milk which is a strange thing in 1990 like who drinks like soy milk in 1990 was a was an outlier nowadays like half That's the true. back then it was like oh you just don't drink milk seems like everyone drinks soy milk uh but him going oh well I wish I was something right now I'm just kind of a kid who gets picked on by the teacher I'm not but I'm not like I'm not smart I'm not funny I'm I'm yeah. not I'm yeah I'm not anything and I, I think this is him picking like I need an identity and when Milhouse says the world needs a clown it reminds me of the scene in Bart's Comet where they're deciding who lives and who dies and Krusty uh, is like well the world needs laughter everyone and, loves a clown and yeah I mean and when, I I think they purposely use the word clown here because who's a bigger fan of Krusty than Bart it's true. And it's very clearly like Bart, as you know, in earlier episodes, we've seen him. I obviously idolizes Krusty, and it, in, even in uh, Bart gets famous, he becomes a sidekick to to Krusty. It's that that air that they uh, like that performance and that interest in performance and in getting laughs is right here. And I think I wish they revisited this kind of thing a little bit more. Uh, in other episodes, a little bit more about why Bart acts the way he does, and a little bit why he wants to be a like why he enjoys getting attention and why he enjoys getting laughter. Uh, I think you all see it right there. Uh, I think it's also funny. This the production order. Of this makes this all mean like they. This is kind of. I don't know why they chose this episode to be put here, but the fact that Skinner makes a direct reference to him being in Vietnam one episode after Principal and the Popper, I like it. <laughs> I really like that. It's like immediately, like, it's nope. a little bit of continuity you don't always get. Immediately, status quo again, right away. But it, eat my shorts again. Birth of a catchphrase, right? It's true. This is, this is where where it all began. Although, if this was 1990, uh, I find it hard. Skinner would have to be a lot older to have been in Nam, but you know, sliding time scales and all. Yeah, you can't think about it too much because currently in 2017, he is also still a Vietnam vet, which is basically impossible yeah. for a man who's like 40, whatever. So. We cut back, and and this is basically, hey, this is Bart now. This is the when we, this is Bart from this point forward. Homer, uh, it takes Lisa to Moe's. I don't know why she takes. Well, I guess he's just like spending time with her because he wants. They're still trying to think, figure out a way that they can encourage her, encourage her intelligence, encourage her growing. 
um, and, and taking advantage of her intelligence and, and spending time with her, I think is, is a step in that direction. Probably, uh, we see that there's a cockroach and the pickled eggs. No. And, and there's a, also a health inspector there. Health inspector. <laughs> yeah. Not, not great. Uh, but Homer leaves with Lisa and I, I, it's a really sweet moment. They walk past the AC store and Homer's like, Oh man, AC, that'd be great. But then Lisa wanders over to the, the, the King Toots. Little, a nice bit of continuity here. And it's true. It's right across the uh, street. Yeah. And Homer asks for a sign. He gets one, a literal sign. And Lisa discovers the saxophone. So, what do you like, Lisa? Violin? Tuba maba? Obo mabo? That one. Ooh, saxophone. $200? Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> Would you like an inscription, sir? Yeah. To Lisa, never forget your daddy loved. Oh! And that inscription is still there today. On the on the flat sax. On the flat sax. Also, in case you're wondering, two hundred dollars is still about what it costs for a, a, a starter saxophone. Okay, I was curious. About, I was thinking about like, well, two hundred. I mean, if it's for a starter sax, that makes two hundred dollars is about, probably about that. Sorry, that makes, that's in an alto. Let me see what, what the starting price on a tenor is. Oh my god! Yeah, well, you have to be hundred. About two fifty. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's in nineteen ninety dollars. So that's significantly more. That would be considerably more in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's actually a, a reasonable price, I think. Um, yeah, and to be fair, Lisa's uh, saxophone changes variety depending on the artist. Yeah. Episode. What are you talking about, Matt? Uh, most of the time, it's a tenor sax. Occasionally, it's too small. It's more like an alto sax. I don't, sometimes I don't, she's I don't, even been depicted playing a berry sax. What are you talking about? There's only one kind there of sax. There are multiple there's types only, of saxophone. No, there's only one. <laughs> You're right. There's just the saxophone. Exactly. Yeah. There's Lisa has a saxophone. And it's the only thing there is. Oh, of course. Who's Kenny G? I don't know that guy. <laughs> Uh, and then we we cut back to the modern day, and again, Lisa is we still facing the problem. Lisa has a destroyed saxophone; she cannot play, uh, not play anything that sounds good, at least. And uh, luckily, they we we don't even see this; it just happens off screen. Lisa gets a new saxophone, uh, and the show ends pretty happily. Wow! So that's how Lisa got her sax. Next, I'll tell you the origin of Maggie's pacifier. What origin? We get them for a dollar ninety-five down at the Safeway. Well, I really liked that story, but it still doesn't fix this. You know, Homer, I think we have some money in the air conditioner account again. Hmm? Oh, but Marge, am I doomed to spend the rest of my life sweating like a pig? Yeah, not to mention looking like a pig, eating like a pig. Don't forget the smell. Will you get off my front lawn? Why don't you make me? <laughs> Why? Oh, I give up. Well, don't worry about me, Dad. <laughs> It's not how it looks, it's how it sounds. Well, sir, we got a scorcher today. And to cool off, nothing beats Fruitopia, the iced tea brewed by hippies, but distributed by a heartless multinational corporation. Dear Lisa, may your new saxophone bring you years of... And then they cut to a, a longer montage sequence of showing Lisa playing her saxophone over the years in the show. And then there's a weird 
segment right at the very end of it, it feels like that would be a natural ending point. You just show her all, you show that long montage, and then you show Lisa finishing the episode playing her saxophone. But instead, they then do a joke about Grandpa being blind. And then they have, and 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 a poo is there well, they've, too. They've had several weird grandpa jokes in this episode that I don't quite understand. Like grandpa trying to help but failing miserably. I and a poo is everywhere. Like a poo's just like, hey, randomly, a poo's in this. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Like the majority of this episode is very, very good and like heartfelt and funny and interesting about about Bart and and Lisa to a certain extent. But the very beginning is like. A few minutes of like weird jokes, weird references that don't really mean anything. They're very much like the critic, and then a very a joke at the very end of the episode where it seems like a slam dunk just to finish with Lisa playing her sax. It almost seems like the episode was extremely short, like probably three or four minutes short, and they had to add on the the weird singing and the the saxophone montage at the end to pad it a little bit. I mean, they also there this episode also had a full on intro like a full length intro which we haven't we don't wow. see very often anymore like it no. has a, it has a full intro has a chalkboard gag has a couch gag and yeah i think that might be a part of it they're just trying to fill in the time although i i wish there was a little i mean i would prefer just to have that time filled by you know scenes from the flashback but whatever i think that's the those are the only negatives for me in this i think this episode is so very very good and i think it it, it is up there with uh, uh, the other flashback episodes in most ways, like it's just those little weird bits at the beginning and the very end that I feel weak in it. Well, I guess it was either those things or a, a B plot. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's a, you could do the, the, the A plot is so substantial. I think you'd have to just, I don't know what to do. Like I'm, you know, I, I feel like this, it, that it stood out for me. Like, I feel like anytime that goes like, why is that there? That always is a re like, I always go, Hmm. Like it shouldn't stand out. Everything should be seamless. It should be. It should not. I should not recognize that this seems like filler or padding. I don't know. I think it's still very, very good and still very sweet and 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 sometimes even sad. It, like it, it evokes a lot of different emotions, and I think it hits a lot of the notes that you know the classic Simpsons flashback episodes do. And a lot of people don't ever think about this one. They don't really ever include it. In the, the it great... doesn't, doesn't feel like as much of a, a flashback as the other ones that go back for a more significant time period. Yeah, I think it, because it's a like a, a smaller jump to the past, and it's season right. nine, and I think that's a thing we're going to be talking about as we go on, is like, as we get later and later, people just stop talking about The Simpsons and stop including certain episodes, even though it's still The Simpsons, and they're like, well, it's not, you know, we're going to, I don't know, at a certain point. There's people have arbitrary cutoffs for the golden years, the classic years. And I still don't think we've exited that period yet. But I think because certain people do cut it off at season eight, this is not included in those great flashback episodes, which I think this is. Even though it is. Yeah, just the same. We will rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for this for my favorite episode. If you have a favorite episode, please submit it to SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. Explain why a certain episode is your favorite. When we get to it, I'll read it on the air. Uh, next up. Matt, it is time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to the news group is well. Comb through the alt.tv.simpsons news group. See what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted. See what they thought about it. If anything else was uh, relevant or interesting. This is like universally liked. 
which is weird because usually the more heartfelt episodes have people railing against them for not being funny enough and not, you know, hitting what made the show great. But maybe by this time, all those cantankerous people have left. I think it's I think it's a. I mean, I think one, it is it's a good episode. So I don't I mean, I think their opinions are completely fine. But also, I think because it comes on the heels of Prince and the Pauper. People are like, true. People really didn't like that they, episode. They were they were primed for just a good old you know classic type of episode, and this is like, hey, it's a flashback episode, and it talks about the old like it. It is more in line with what people expect. So I think that's it's people were ready for it. Like, hey, just like a nice regular kind of episode that hits a lot of the notes that they like. Also, people crapping on the people talking about the WB and people kind of crapping on the WB. Well, the WB at first wasn't the most uh, awe-inspiring. No, <laughs> it, it wasn't. I mean, you know, it was you mostly... the show with the uh, the stuffed rabbit that talked? What was it called? Oh, uh, the one that wanted to be married with children, basically, but with a weird, yes, weird but supernatural failed. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, oh, I watched, I've watched it from time to time. It was pretty bad. Uh, let's see. Bunny Show. Unhappily Ever After was the name of it. Unhappily ever. I, I keep searching for happily ever after and getting nothing but generics. Thank you. It ran for a hundred episodes. I'm sure a lot of shows did back then that probably didn't shouldn't have. Well, I don't, it was also on the WB, which it, I think it probably on the WB it was comparatively successful compared to a lot of their other shows because probably it, that is a weird little hook that it has where like it's like a normal sitcom except one of the cast members talked to a bunny rabbit. That's not and but, with the voice of Bobcat Goldplay. Whew. I like Fang. What's wrong with Bobcat? I like Bobcat Goldthwait. Nothing, but when he's like a main character, his voice starts to grate on you for a while. I like his weird voice. <laughs> sure. I do. I don't, I thought it was interesting, people. Like, cause the WB has been done for 10 years in current days, and it's weird hearing people talk about it then, not realizing what it would happen to it. CW is doing pretty well, so. Well, I think they've gone for, they, they've embraced the idea of peak TV at teenager shows, and those tend to, Get pretty high ratings because teenagers watch a lot of TV. Flash is all right. I don't mind the Flash. I rather enjoy the Flash as well. Uh, yeah, that's about it on on alt.tv.simpsons for that week. Uh, you know, there's always the it's it's harder and harder to wait through it as we get closer and closer to the present. Uh, more and more people are on there and they're posting things that aren't really valuable and also in, just kind of insulting each other about their opinions. Always very intelligent discourse. Well, if you can't call someone else a loser on the internet, what's the point of having the yeah, internet? Yeah, I know something's wrong on the internet. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. Something's <laughs> wrong on the internet. Uh, but we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week. This is this week is what is your unpopular Simpsons opinion? And whew. You guys, I applaud the people who answered this question honestly and truthfully and just went for it, even though some of you are very wrong. I, I'm not going to say they're wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to make it that way. I, people's opinions. There's nothing wrong with people having an opinion that maybe isn't necessarily very popular. Uh, but let's get to it. From Pat, Homer's Odyssey is not the worst episode you watched thus far. The watched thus far, which that's, and then he goes on to say, Selma's choice is the worst. Which, boy, when we're talking wrong opinion. Uh, not a unpopular, <laughs> not wrong, Matt. I do not use the word wrong. All right, because I don't, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't want to. There were, I'm gonna. There were multiple entries in the people saying like responding to where we ranked episodes. 
And this is not. Oh well, yeah, because. Well, I understand, but hey, this is not unpo. This is unpopular Simpsons opinions. It is not we. Where we rank an episode has nothing to do with where how good an episode is technically. It's all about it's that's it's two people get coming to a decision. That's and that's not. And it's very hard for two people to keep in their mind the relative values of every episode. It's, it's more of like, hey, what episode can we compare this to? All right, let's put it near that one. Quiet. No, Matt, that's not true. <laughs> it's categorical. Remember, that's in the intro to that segment. Moving uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. Abby, the season 12 episode Skitter Sense of Snow is in my top five. I'm not as entrenched in the everything after season eight is bad club. A lot of responses about that, too. A lot of people are like, I like later episodes. I like older episodes. And I, yes, they're, yeah. they're, they're, uh-huh. there's plenty of good episodes in later seasons. It's just the zeitgeist has grabbed on and no, there's nothing good after season eight or nine or ten. Everything after that is bad because they haven't watched it. And they don't know. Like, literally on Twitter, I saw someone critiquing an episode of the simpsons that i guarantee you they never watched because the premise was weird and they're like oh the simpsons are out of ideas i'm like well actually the episode wasn't bad i kind of liked it and you you shouldn't critique things you've never watched it's okay to say i it looks bad so i haven't watched it but it's not okay to say this is bad and i haven't watched it well then you're disqualified half the opinions on the internet once again robbie i with me. Uh, next from Sean, they should use Phil Hartman's characters more, if nothing but in a continued homage to the man. No voice, someone new doing the voice, it doesn't matter. I want Lionel Hutz, Trey McClure, and more. I, I think at this point I'd be okay with it. Uh, Jessica, Jessica, yeah, I li- it's been long enough. Jessica, I like the Trials of Horror episodes. I think the later seasons of The Simpsons aren't as bad as everyone says. Some of my favorite episodes are in the later seasons, but I watch The Simpsons for what it is, a funny cartoon show uh, that is not real, so they can do anything and go anywhere, but hey, that's just me. That like, sounds like a healthy opinion about them. Uh, Jason, uh, the Sagasm episode, that 90s share for all its retconning of history and nonsense ways is pretty good. TBH, at least it keeps the core character principles intact, lets you see the cast through a different lens. Uh, Marge Munger Pierce, Homer Zone, it's at least twice as good as 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, which is like my like my mother the car levels of bad. Woof. Woof. That sounds really bad. Ooh, I don't know. I've no. I've never heard that before. But man, uh, from Dominic, I've not watched most of seasons ten through fourteen years. But when I go through the episodes list, I always think how I remember really liking many of those episodes at the time. Not all of them, but probably most. Was I just dumb? Surely some of the episodes were good and still hold up today. Or are so many fond memories ruined? Eh, that's what. That's part of the reason why we're doing this. We're examine our mm. our own histories. Uh, from Robbie, when we'll I find Robbie's most hated episode. Yes. Uh, from Robbie, when I tell my people my favorite episode, uh, which is in season 23, being a totally fun thing that Bart will never do again, which is a great episode, uh, which, and that's a thing, like, they exist post season 10, like, just give them a chance, like, people watch so many, like, people who watch, like, seasons 5 through 8 of Dexter, and, but they don't want to watch a half hour show, a half hour of the, of the Simpsons from season 20 because they're, they're bad or something. Uh, from Jason, this is a particularly interesting opinion. Patty is sexy as hell. All right. Hey, man, just put yourself out there like that. It's very brave. That's right, big guy. You do you. Uh, Dan, Matt Groening is given too much credit for the creation of the show. And I think, which is actually funny because it's mostly people who are not you know, involved that give him all the credit. Whereas if you ask him, he's more like, no, 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 I barely work on the show in 20 years. He certainly gets paid a lot for it though. Well, yeah. Matt, Matt Groening's Simpsons money, uh, it's a lot, I think. Uh, Byron, uh, the guy who made a documentary about why he hates a poo probably has a fair point. Oh, yep. I am very excited to watch that. And I, yep, he probably, at this, in 2017, oh, yes, he certainly does have a, he has a fair point. I think we uh, cover this in a bonus episode for a Patreon, but a poo in 1995 is probably groundbreaking because he's a, a Hindu man in a popular television show when there were none. But in 2017... He's like a stereotype. Sorry. It's not 
I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily blame anyone for it. It's just the truth. Uh from Eric, I despise when they break out in song. I hate musicals. Uh, from, from Kevin, 85% to 90% of the later seasons, while not as great as the Golden Age, are still better than most current television out there. I still do enjoy seasons 10 through 12. Uh, from Will, March was... sitcoms? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Will, March was the monorail is good, not great. I'm not, I'm kind of with you, Will. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, it's, I would say it's very good, but I, I will not call it, I don't know. It's still very we high We obviously have rated other things higher. We like, I think everyone, I like March Miss Uh From Lauren at El Columbia 88, I enjoy the Family Guy crossover. I don't know if it's unpopular, but it does feel wrong to say it out loud. <laughs> it does feel wrong, but it's okay. Just go with it. Uh, Funky Pigeon at Funk Pigeon. I really don't, I don't really care to watch El Viaje, Mysterioso de Nuestra Homer past the Space Coyote scene. <laughs> I don't know. I can't get behind some of this stuff. Uh, Victor at Parenza Books. Stark Raving Dad is a terrible episode. Oof. Oh, man. Hurting me. Uh, oh, boy. Danny, I wish Danny H. That Poochie is bad. I love Poochie. When he had a cameo on The Nightmare After Christmas last last year, I squealed cheers of joy. This is a hipster Simpsons opinion. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, Poochie's <laughs> fine. Uh, it's official, and it's official for now. It's official. Bart the Mother is the worst episode in the entire series, even worse than the Barag episode. Now, this is a wow, novelty. All right, we're, this, all right. uh, this is a novelty Twitter account. I take them at their word, and they think this is true. If that's the case, oof, that is that Barag episode. That's because we don't need you listening anymore. I know oof, that's you. You uh, can just take hey, your hey, your hey, horrible opinions no, elsewhere. Matt, come on, we again. I don't want to say no one's wrong <laughs> how they feel. They can feel how they want. Uh, at 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 Matt at Matthew J Arts season nine has has as many classic episodes as season eight, even if people cut it out of the golden era all the time. I agree. Bullcraft at Bullcraft Max. Yeah, the episodes that involve Sideshow Bob, except the first three, aren't good. The plot is stale. It is uninteresting. I can. I mean, that would be Kate Fear, the very first Sideshow Bob episode, and uh, Black Widower. So he's I'm, not wrong. Those After are the that, best ones. I agree that those are the best. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, the I think some like uh, the first the next couple are better than the first one. But you know, I don't. That's not crazy. Horatio yeah. at Horatio Corn Two. I saved it for last. The Frank Grimes episode was terrible. Oh, you hurt my heart. You hurt me inside. And that was not the only person <laughs> who said that. There was someone. There was someone who I didn't include it, but they they explicitly said that we were wrong for making a number one on our list. And I want to say, please don't take our rankings as some sort of barometer. As <laughs> and also, I wanted opinions about the Simpsons, not opinions about this podcast. <laughs> because i get enough opinions about the podcast without uh without having to but i don't yeah i don't need to delve too far to get opinions about the podcast i can do that quite easily there's a place called there's lots of great places where people can leave their thoughts about about us matt what is your answer uh my answer is actually uh, along the lines of what everyone else is saying that the later episodes are quite good i actually think uh i believe it i believe it was season 18 is one of my favorites i'd probably put it in the top six seasons maybe even top five uh i i feel like most of the episodes were well thought out and at least more than half of them uh were interesting enough that i still want to go back and watch them on a regular basis it was at that point uh, i believe the simpsons movie came out somewhere season 18 or season 19 and i think they were really firing on all cylinders then and they were they had a better proportion of episodes that were good in that season than they did probably in seasons since then especially you know current seasons my i think that's my answer too honestly if you like of all my opinions about the simpsons which i have many 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 of them i, I think that's probably the most unpopular of them is that i think there's still plenty of good episodes after the classic years 
they're just not as regular. And I people should give them a shot. Like it, it's easy to find lists of like here's the best episodes post season ten. And like I'm not asking you to watch every season, every episode of The Simpsons after the what you think are the best years of it. But give it a shot. Give the look at those lists and look at watch those episodes. Hunt them down if you haven't, and they're worth it. They're good. Don't be a four year old trying broccoli. Come on now. I like broccoli a lot. I do too, but most four year olds don't. And people who are like, oh, I've I watched those episodes once and they were terrible. Uh, as one of our uh, responders said, you know, try them again. I'm not gonna. Nah, hey, if you've already watched them once and you like them, that's fine. I'm I like. There's people who I don't like it, especially when it's The Simpsons related. When you and I have spent now hundreds if not thousands of hours discussing and talking about the show and people just discount it out of hand because i didn't watch it so it's bad yep. don't credit like i don't know it it bothers me a little bit it, like i don't it, it's it's probably because i spend so much time on it next week's question is what is your least favorite simpsons reference meaning a song or a mu- song or a video game or a movie or a television show that they used as some gag and you thought it was dumb or stupid or not funny i like the one about the wb in this episode i think is not great exactly there's other there's many of them uh i mean references in general i don't necessarily think there's a lot of bad ones but there's some in uh what is your least favorite it won't probably this this answer probably won't pain me as much (laughs) to read through as the whatever uh, but we can, hope. we can, uh, you, I will post this question on all social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson show pod, Twitter at Simpson show pod. And you can email Simpson show pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, it's time for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The no Google trivia challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. We don't have a wager for the season yet. I mean, we have a wager. We don't have stakes. So, I've got some good ideas, and, we, and we're talking about them, but keep sending them in uh, if you have any ideas. Uh, Simpsons-related stakes for who, if we win or we lose. I'm going to be doing a... Uh, I'll, I'll be making my payment video for Season 8 relatively soon. I'm still kind of formulating ideas for it. I want it to be interesting and funny. Uh, I'll start us off, Matt. How about that? I'll give you an easy question. You ready? Go for it. This, these are all from Principal Charming. Oof. Name, your easy question is name one of the potential dates Homer considers for Selma accepting Skinner. Uh, accepting Skinner. Um, As he walks around town, he does that little Terminator vision thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Flanders. I'm going to go with Flanders. Is that your final answer? No, 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 that's not my final answer. I'm an idiot. Sorry. No, that's, why do I think that, why did I think that? Um, I'm going to say Barney. Is that your final answer, Matt? <laughs> no, Carl. <laughs> I need a final answer. Which one is it? Sorry, Carl is my final answer. Carl is one of the answers. Yes, that is correct. The okay. official. It's Carl Smithers, Apu, and Miss Finch, who is just a, oh, yeah, a random, a random lady at the power plant. All right. What is my easy question? All right. So your easy question: What is the term for shameful joy Homer engages in in when Flanders failed? The way. What, say that again. What is the term for shameful joy that Homer engages in in when Flanders failed? Oh, Schadenfreude. Yes, correct. Schadenflanders. Schadenfreude. I'm not. I don't have. I can't do German accents very well. No. Your medium question: What does Bart use to vandalize the lawn of Springfield Elementary in Principal Charming? Um, isn't it sodium tetrasulfate? I don't know. Is it? Is that your answer? Yes, it's it's sodium tetrasulfate. You're correct. That's correct, Matt. Good job. 
it is quite a potent herbicide. All right. Uh, in when Flanders failed, when the Leftorium fails, who is about to take over the space? Oof, man. Um, I don't know. I don't remember that at all. That's a medium question. You're killing me, Matt. Killing mm-hmm. me. Um, I gotta get. I gotta get. I gotta clear it out for. I gotta clear it out for the. In two more days, it becomes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pawn shop. I have no idea. All right, a libertarian party headquarters. Jeez, I don't know that. That was I don't know that answer. I don't, that was not in me mm, anywhere. Right. You're uh, hard. That, that came right to mind for me. My bad. You're a you're a weirdo. That's a thing you need to understand. That <laughs> your hard question. What three characters make their first appearance in Principal Charming? What three characters make their? Ooh, um, hmm. Three characters make their first appearance. Um, I'm going to say Apu. I mean, do minor characters like Mrs. Finch count? Miss, not Miss Finch. They Reoccurring characters. Oh, okay. Reoccurring characters. Principal Charming. That can't be the first appearance of Willie. That's way too late. Uh, I'm going to say Squeaky Voice Teen, even though he's giving the name uh, Jimmy Peterson. I don't know if that's what something you would count. All right. That's one. Oh, okay, so you are carrying that. Okay, yeah, that's it's Jimmy Peterson. Okay. Hmm. I got nothing besides the one. I mean, I can't think of anybody. Uh, I'm going to say Willie and... Oh, uh, Willie and Apu. I'm... You almost got it, Matt. You almost got oh, it. Oh, really? It's Willie, the squeaky voice teen, and mm-hmm. it's a Patty and Selma episode, right? Right. Where do they work? The they DMV. Work, they work in the DMV. And who comes in the DMV? Hans Mole Man. No way. That's the first Mole Man. First Mole Man. Awesome. But unfortunately, Matt, uh, yeah. I'm not going to give you yeah. any points because uh, I need to be strict or I'll lose. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are you ready for your hard question? Sure. All right. Uh, in When Flanders Failed, Ned sells his Bible to Homer for how much? Oof. Uh, okay. It's it's an absolutely ludicrous small amount. I know that. I want. It's like I have two thoughts. It's either I want to say seven cents. Is that your final answer? Yeah, seven cents. You are correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Congratulations, Robbie. Yeah, I got it. I knew it was like I don't know how you think. I mean, I'll take it. You gave me the set, the three point answer is the one I think is actually a lot simpler than Libertarian oh, really? Party headquarters, but that's fine. That's fine with me. I get the extra point, and that leaves me only one point down with three episodes in. So I that's a margin I can deal with. It's when we get to like I'm twelve points behind. That's when I go. This doesn't look so good. One point behind. All right, all right. That's that's fine. You know, I got a lot of go- We got a long way to go in this season. Uh, I got some bonus questions for you, Matt. All right. These are from Cody. In Bart the General, Bart concludes the episode by saying that there are only three good wars. What are those three wars? Uh, the American Revolution, World War II, and the Star Wars trilogy. You're correct. In Marginal Lamb, what is the second alias provided for Lionel Hutz at the end of the episode? Uh, Dr. Nunyan Van Souk. You also mispronounced it, as did the person yeah. doing the voiceover in the episode. Uh, be Dr. Win Van Fuck is the name. Oh, okay. Win. I, you... I don't remember the subtitle. Sorry. Yeah, well, I, it's I looked it up on on Frankie Act just to make sure and listen to ah. the clip. But 
win. That's how you, you say win in, in most most times. That's how it's pronounced. Uh, in right. the Mansion family, who did Cornelius Chapman, the oldest man in Springfield, take a bullet for? Uh, Huey Long. That is correct. In Dos Boos, Cherry and Terry complained that they were so hungry they could eat at which restaurant? Arby's. Man, that's and that's brutal because I mean, there's very few Arby's around and I want Arby's so bad. Arby's is great. Aww. All right. I like Arby's. They're orange fries. There's nothing wrong with Arby's. They're delicious. In A Tale of Two Springfields, what are the two area codes for Springfield? Um, oh, it's 939 and 616. So close, but so wrong. It is 939 uh. and 636. You've oh, yeah, because they have the same middle initial. Yeah, yeah and, right. and 616 is that's Marvel's. Is that still 616 even after Secret Wars? It, people still refer to it as that, but I, I believe it's referred to as like the Prime Universe or something now. God, why comic books have to get so complicated? Oh, well, it was supposed to be a reset, you know. And then they, then they made it worse. Uh, but that's about it. Thank you, guys. Uh, you can send in your bonus questions, and I will continue to read them. Just sometimes we go a little bit long, and personal lives shorten our ability to record. Uh, but we can move on, Matt, to our final segment. Segment every episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. So, we have a Maggie Makes 3 yeah. at, at 33. We have, um, what's the one below that? There's Way We Was at 60. And then there's Lisa's First Word is at 114. Okay. I think this is better than Lisa's First Word. I wholeheartedly agree. Is it better than The Way We Was? Uh, I want it to be, but I feel like the way we was is pretty much one of the best margin Homer episodes in the entire run of the series. It just it explains so much about them and and basically solidifies their personalities from the get go. And, you know, flashbacks nowadays aren't going to be to the 70s. So it's it's one of the few times we get to see them in such a weird time period. Uh, I I, I really like this episode, especially like how downtrodden and how much you almost want to cry at what poor little Bart had to go through. But I still think the way we was was better. I'm not sure I agree with you. Oh, really? Why, why is this episode better than the way we was? Um, I think it's mostly, I think the way we was, I think it's still there because it's the first flashback episode like this. I think it's still, I think it has a lot of charm and a lot of nostalgia. And that's a lot of why people put it up so high, but I think it still also is a little bit rough around the edges. I uh, I think it's you know I I think it it's a little bit still unconfident. It feels a little bit unsure of itself, and it doesn't know how to do these flashback sequences. I think it is it's very iconic, and I think it has a lot going for it. And I think, but I think people confuse iconic with like great episode. Um, I I think it's. I think this episode is not as good as Maggie Makes Three, but I do think it's better than the way we was. I don't know. I I think it's, I think it's better than the Springfield Files, which is at fifty five. I think it's better than Lisa's Rival at fifty four. I don't know if it's better than Itchy and Scratchy Land, Homer the Great, King Size Homer. I think it's in those. I think it's in that realm for me. Hmm. I think this aside, like aside, like if it had a little bit tighter first like two three minutes and a weird not a weird it would definitely go a lot higher it would yeah if it didn't have those things this would be like probably at i would probably consider it as good as a maggie makes three or better but i feel like it has that weird stuff and i think it detracts it a little bit which puts it i think in those episodes where they are that that good to very great land i think the way we was is a little bit not as it's not as dense 
as what I can, you know, the, the best, the greatest Simpsons episodes feel like they are incredibly dense and just packed. I think the way we was I, somewhat maybe on purpose is a little bit looser, a little bit f- empty if you want to, like, I don't necessarily mean empty, meaning bad, but it just feels like there's a little bit more space for them to maneuver in. It's a little bit more of flavor and charm of the characters carrying the episode more than, hey, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, like you said, with the exception of those first couple minutes and last couple minutes, this episode is a perfect character piece about what made Bart Bart. I mean, and it's funny because it's Lisa Sachs. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's the same. Lisa's first word is mostly remembered for Maggie's first word at the end. So it's not, you know, the title of this episode is also often our misnomer. But I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's it's great parts overshadow the low parts for me. Like, I think the lower, like, the low parts of it are lower than the way we was. But I think the great parts in it are greater than the way we was. And I think that's really what's putting it over. I would put it at 54. But if you want to talk me down a couple spots, I'm above the Springfield Files. I don't, maybe that's my unpopular opinion. I don't think the Springfield Files is as good as most people do. Oh, Robbie. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Uh, no, I'm honestly, like you said, if we're able to discount the less good parts, yeah, I think it is slightly better because of the. It's weird. If they were actual child actors, it would be amazing, but they're still adults playing these characters. Uh, discount that a little bit. Um, and yeah, I'm. If it's better than the way we was, it's probably better than the stuff above the way we was up up until Lisa's arrival. So yeah, I, I can say fifty five. Fifty five. All right. Fifty five. Fifty five. Lisa Sachs at fifty five. Uh, number one on our list is Homer's Enemy. Last place on our list right now is Homer's Odyssey at one seventy one. Our next episode, Matt, is Tears of Horror eight. Ooh, which is the one with Homega uh, Man, uh, the Fly, and uh, the Witches, which are I I like all of them, but uh, we'll 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 talk about that next week. Rank them, rank the Trials of Horror segments as we do. Um, I think that'll do it for us this week. Before we go, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. You can check out my other podcasts, The Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the Serial Fanatics. It's about lots of stuff, uh, nerdy stuff, things I like to talk about. Uh, or my most recent episode is with Matt. And we're talking about Harry Potter. Uh, the fourth book in the series, so check that out. Matt does not participate in social media unless you're a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. It's true. The uh, Florida weather has gotten me to the point where I am now hibernating, so uh, I'm afraid this week you'll just have to hold on to your messages until hopefully next week when I can get out, come out and figure out whether I see my shadow or not. That's a little bit of a mixed metaphor there, Matt. No, not at all. Oh, not at all? All right. I'm Robbie. No. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode. Shh.